Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that is not just information, but impartation and activation. This podcast offers supernatural conversations that will encourage and equip you to live the Spirit-empowered life. Fireborn Ministries exists to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen in to this powerful and encouraging conversation and share this episode of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. That's right. Be activated in the name of Jesus, guys. Welcome to season five of Adventures in the Spirit. Uh, I'm so excited that you are downloading the episodes, you're subscribing, you're sharing, you're talking to your friends about Adventures in the Spirit. It's been an amazing last four seasons and now jumping into season five right here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'd encourage you guys share this episode because I've got a very special guest, Gunter Acreage, who is the author of Kill the Dragon. It's a great book, incredible book. But Gunter is the founding pastor of the Dwelling Church in Savannah, Georgia. He lives in Georgia with his family, his wife, Bethany, and their three kids. He's, his primary calling lies in fostering spiritual renewal within the church to ignite spiritual awakening throughout the broader culture. So he's a perfect guest on Adventures in the Spirit. So please help me welcome Pastor Gunter to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Pastor. Thank you, Jared. It's so good to be on. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to have you on. Um, I, I'm excited for what God is doing through you, but can you share some of your story as to how you got called into ministry and uh, how you came to Jesus and you know doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So um, we've lived in Savannah since 2017. We planted the Dwelling Church in 2018. But prior to that, I'm originally from Alabama and I still got some of that Southern accent uh, it's I don't still know. in me. Of course, Georgia's not, you know, we're still in that Bible Belt thing. And so being in the Bible Belt, uh, being raised in the Bible Belt in church uh, all of my life is is a huge part of my story and actually part of the roots of where this, uh, of course, where this book came from. But yeah, I was, uh, I, I grew up in the Baptist church. I, I had uh, many years in, in that um in that environment. And I, and I had a Pentecostal grandmother that I'd also swing back into her church and, and back and forth. And so I had a, a very, I guess, eclectic uh, upbringing as far as spiritual, spiritual spirituality goes and in religion and, and all of that. And so um, I had, uh, I had many years of just uh, one of the things that I'm very, thankful for in my upbringing is this this love for scripture mm-hmm. and this commitment to the bible and um and that hasn't left me i'm still that's still part of my roots and uh and so everything is like you know i grew up being taught drilled into us if it's not in the bible we don't need to be doing that you know so that's kind of where i came uh came out of and as i i went to college and some of those beliefs um like be really not knowing about the Holy Spirit, not being comfortable with that. I knew the Holy Spirit as the one who convicts me when I messes up, when I mess up, you know, right. when I when I when I sin, and, and that was the extent of it. So I had I had God in a really safe box, theologically and experientially. I went to college, and uh, someone gave me a book that just kind of solidified that kind of stuff, and said, "Hey, look the." gifts of the Holy Spirit, the operation of the Spirit, and uh, signs and wonders, miracles. That was all for the book of Acts. And once the apostles died, uh, we don't have a need for that because we have the Bible. And um, and so I just kind of believed that. And then 
you know, in our years of serving church early on in ministry, there was, uh, this was around in my twenties, I began to have experiences with the Lord and through dreams and other things like that. I could go on and on how he just very tenderly and with such grace just led me to a place of, uh, understanding the kingdom, understanding the father's heart. You know, I, I was good with Jesus and salvation and the gospel and all that, but I, I had a very truncated view of, um, of, I had, I had no, uh, grid for Holy Spirit or any any of that stuff until I started experiencing it, and so I'm thankful for people for podcasts like yours and others that you know people who are kind of coming out of a, I guess a drought of the things of the Spirit can can really learn and be discipled, and that that's what happened to me is I got discipled through YouTube yeah. and the and you know prophetic and and stuff like that, and so um so yeah about about four years into a um an eight-year assignment at a church, the Lord just began to rock our world and and change the way we we saw Him and and um, change the way we that we see ourselves. And during that time of it of discovering the kingdom, during that time of discovering uh, the Holy Spirit, His activity in in our lives today, um, I began to see some things in me that weren't very pretty. Yeah, I, I began to realize what the religious spirit was, and before I noticed it, anybody else, the Lord was actually revealing it in me. And I honestly think it's the love of God that shines the light on that whole stinky religious thing that we pick up along the way, and that really is the root of where "Kill the Dragon" came from. Right, "Kill the Dragon." I'm loving it. Okay, so I people send me a lot of books for my podcast and things like that. And also I'm just a bookie, but you got this book, kill the dragon. And on page 83, you said this, cause it really jumped out at me. It's like, I guess you could say highlighted to me. There's a real danger in being so orthodox that we find ourselves fighting for a God. We don't know rather than a loving a God who never asked us to fight for him in the first place. Mm. When doctrine takes a place of devotion, there is a dragon afoot. Yeah. Can you expand on that, bro? Yeah. I loved it. I love so, it. So I believe that's in the chapter control over trust. One of the things I feel like is the, the manifestation of the religious spirit in our lives. Now, I, and I refer throughout the book as the, as the religious mindset sometimes, because I realize religious spirit, a lot of books written on that, you know, it, it can have some baggage, come along with the terminology, but it really is a mindset. It's how we're thinking about the world around us and ourselves and about God himself. And, and so that whole idea of um, what God expects of us, I think we've, we've gotten a little bit off on that. Um, even the Micah verse, I can't remember the address right now, but to do justice and love mercy and to walk humbly with our God in, but we have this religious mindset that says, well, no, I've got to, I've got to defend God and I've got to fight for him. And I've got to, you know, we, we come up with a lot of things he never asked us to do, Jared. And, and I think when we try to become the convictor of sin, the, the, we try to do the work of the Holy Spirit, we actually start harming people because that's never been our job. Our job has been to represent Jesus well 
you know, to people around us and to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit. But when we start trying to control people and all that, it, it really is a, a fruit of mistrust in the Lord. I, for a long time, I thought, well, yeah, the religious spirit is control and the spirit is, is freedom. And that's true. But I think sometimes when we try to control people, it's a lack of trust in what the Lord can do in their lives. We forget that they belong to the Lord just like we do. And especially in ministry, I'm a pastor. I've been in ministry since, like I said, in my 20s, and I'm 40 years old now. So I've been at it a little while. And one of the things I've noticed about my own life and about others that I've seen as well in, in ministries and churches, but especially those in ministry, I don't know if I've got any pastors listening today, but it's really easy to even in our in, even in our effort to speak for the Lord prophetically, even in our effort to help guide people along, it's very, very tempting to move into that controlling aspect of things, manipulating. And uh, we that that is we've been called to shepherd, we've been called to guide. We've been called to prophesy like that. We need to be doing those things. But when we're doing that without trusting the Lord to actually lead his own people, we we're moving into dragon territory. And that, you know, that's not that's not a representation of who Jesus is. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful eCourse, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Yeah, <clears throat> I actually know quite a few people who got pulled into cults. Sure. Because uh, of controlling manipulative prophecies. I mean, it looks good from the outside. You go on the inside, right. it's looking good. But then eventually that back room is where the control and the manipulation, it ruins relationships. I've seen it happen a few times, you know, and that's, you know, they're like, well, they've got the spiritual gifts. Okay. Yeah. But they're, you know, the Holy Spirit can use a donkey, right? Sure. And, but then there are also false gifts out there. You know, only God kind of knows which ones are false. And I mean, we need to be discerning and things like that. But right. you're, you're, you know, I want a purity in the prophetic. Yes. You know, I, I don't want to see manipulation or control. Uh, I'm going to stand up on a soapbox real quick and just say, I don't like seeing people say, remember when I prophesied this and I said that and me, 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 me. It's not about you. Yeah. It's his word through you, and you're supposed to just be glorifying him. And honestly, if that 
prophecy is fulfilled, people will be reminded, oh, I remember when uh, God said this through so-and-so. Okay, so now I'm off my soapbox. I just want to see a little more humility, yeah. less control and manipulation. But Gunter, in your book, Kill, Kill the Dragon, you talk about sacred cows. And those are some of the things that, that you uh, kind of tear apart and show that we have these sacred cows. Can you share some of those uh, that so that some people see, could see whether that sacred cow is in uh, their church or in their life? Right. Yeah. So the whole idea of tradition is not a bad thing. Right. We, we, we contextualize the gospel. We contextualize the truths of Scripture in traditions and they're beautiful. And I love that. Uh, we have traditions uh, in our own way of doing church and uh, we had traditions growing up that I'm still thankful for. And we should hold on to those things. But what I've learned through um, my own life and just watching things uh, as we've changed and, and, you know, the church looks different than it did, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And, um, you know, there's a there's a real need to for us to honor the past and learn from the past, but not idolize it. And so um, sometimes you have to uh, to kill a sacred cow to get a new wineskin. Like that's that's the whole idea. And whether that's uh, how we do church as far as stylistically in the worship side of things and all that, or or whether it's even in, you know, because here's the thing, dear, like we feel like I think sometimes in the charismatic world, at least we look at other mainline denominations and we think, well, they have the religious spirit. But we don't. We have freedom. We have the spirit and all this. I'm telling you, we've got traditions in our freedom, you know, and in our in our Holy Spirit world and all that. That I'm telling you, we we fall to the same things. We fall to the same things. Um, I in my book, I talk about just church history. I kind of give a um, give a, a snapshot of how the church, no matter what the background was we have continually gone back to this idea of um, just not, not a, an accurate representation of, of Jesus. It's this dragon thing. And, you know, the, the Protestants were, were persecuted by the Roman Catholic church at the time. And man, once we, the Protestant Reformation happened and we got our own thing going, then we started persecuting each other, you know? So it doesn't matter if you're, Baptist, Methodist, Charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever the background is, we have to be, like you said a while ago, we have to be very discerning, especially right now in the in the era that we're living in, um, that we don't uh, that we don't fall prey to it. Yeah, Amen. So, what are you, what are some of the? Can you name a couple of sacred cows besides just tradition? Like, uh, I could from the top of my head, you know, I know that there's some sacred cows right now that. Uh, we're seeing torn apart. I mean, by the end of last year, mm. we're seeing the celebrity pastor worship, mm. if you will, yeah, being torn down. Now we know here's some people that the charismatic world elevated, and I'm not I'm not going to name names, okay? But we see that someone who was very popular, who passed away a few years ago, oh my goodness, what is being exposed there? Uh, we need to be discerning. I'll be, I'll be honest. This person was known in the charismatic world and I'd seen some of the videos, but it creeped me out. Okay. It's one of those things where I had to stay away and I, I know that, but millions of people flocked to it, you know, and now we're seeing 
some of the most disgusting things I don't want to mention, you know, this person was a part of. So we're seeing celebrity worship, pastor worship, if you will, kind of coming down. And what I like about your book, you're saying it's got to get back to Jesus. Yeah. We need to follow him, you know, follow him. So can what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I the thing that is the most heartbreaking, I think, about it, and, you know, the Lord, I see, obviously, it doesn't take a prophet to see the shift that's happening in the church right now. And a lot of the the big names and big platforms that have that we've seen fall, you know, the, those are that is part of this shift that we're walking into as the church. The, the negative part of that is and the unfortunate part is, is the the multitudes of people that put their trust in a man or put their life behind a vision or whatever. And now they're just in the ruins. It's like, what, what did I give my life to? And they're, they're in this place of deep pain and hurt. And I didn't want to write kill the dragon um, without addressing the people that have been hurt and burned by the dragon. There's a, there's a story in the book. My dad, this is kind of a funny story and not funny at the same time, but my dad was grilling hamburgers one time and he opens the grill and this fireball just comes out and it just singes his eyebrows and his eyelashes and everything. And, and, uh, and, and so he's, he's like, I think I'm okay. And he goes to the doctor and they said, Hey, look, you need to have this scene about because there's this thing that not many people realize happens when they receive a facial burn. Uh, they could have inhaled the heat or the flames and not know it until, you know, they go to sleep that night and then they can't breathe because there was something hidden that they couldn't see that burned them. And I think the religious spirit is that way too. We can sit in some of us for years in environments where there was spiritual abuse taking place and we didn't know what to call it that because we had no, we had no grid for it. Um, but, but what we were walking out now and we've got deep wounds and pain that we don't, we didn't know we had. And so one of the things I wanted to do in the book is not just, you know, it's not a, I'm not railing on the church. I'm, I love the church. I'm called to the church. I've given my life to serve the local church. Um, but there's some things that need to be, upended and, and and overturned and fixed and just presented to the Lord. And one of those things is just honestly coming before him and saying, Lord, I realize I'm responsible for misrepresenting you to the people that I've led. And I've had to go through that. And I still have to have those moments of like, oh man, that was that thing I just said, that was a controlling thing. Like that was that religious thing coming out of me. But also for those of us that have been hurt by that, it's just presenting our hearts to the Lord and saying, Holy Spirit, come and just come and teach me um, and come and heal me. Lord, Lord, just come and heal those those deep wounds in my heart, the things I don't even see. And uh, and yeah, I think that in in that respect, with all with all of the um, it seems like a demolition in the church right now. Um, I feel like the book is timely in that respect. In that we can uh, we can really search and say, okay, why? Like, why are these things happening? Why why are some things that Jesus never intended really part of a, a 
culture in our American church and um, and how can we help people walk through healing out of some of these um, hurtful things? You know, I'm a I'm a pastor at heart and I, I, I've I've heard stories of people who and they they throw out the term church hurt. And, you know, I know that's kind of a buzzword these days. And I, I've heard people say that they got church hurt and it's not church hurt. Right. It's just they someone called them to the carpet on something and it was it needed to happen and they called church hurt. But I'm telling you, there are multitudes of people and being a being a church planter, being a pastor, I've heard those people come to me that have had horrifying stories about um, how they've been hurt by leaders in the body of Christ and all of that. And so it, it's a both end. And, and I really that is my heart. To, yes, let's expose the things in our own lives. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to search our own hearts and, mm-hmm. and weed out all that Pharisee out of us. But also, um, let's walk with grace with people who have been through really horrendous things in the name of Jesus, in the name of religion. Yeah, amen. Loving it, brother. So what can somebody do if they see that they've got some religious mindsets, um, some things, some blockages that, that are there? You know, like... Um, I mean, I love what you're saying. Look at you. Yeah. Look, do a introspection, you know, discern what it is. Like, look at yourself first, you know. And uh, I mean, the scripture tells us we're to judge ourselves first, especially during communion when we're taking the Lord's Supper, which is something I think our charismatic church doesn't do a good job of. And we're just like, here, here's a small little cup and a little wafer that is a little uh, <laughs> stale, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, like, what can we do if, if we see, like, we've got some religious mindsets or, you know, we're, we're trying to be the Holy Spirit to someone or, you know, where we think that church has to look a certain way when actually the first century church looks nothing like what, what it does yeah. now. Well, I, I got a message from a, 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 someone who picked up the book and, and read it, and they were just talking about how the Lord had just really it revealed a lot of things. And they said they started the book and they were thinking about everybody else. And then it wasn't, it wasn't too long before they started seeing the religious spirit in their own, own life. And and then they said, Hey, I don't know if this is possible, but can we have a conversation? You know, can we just, can I just process some of this? And I think that's a great place to start, like finding somebody just to talk this stuff out with, obviously with the Lord, but also um, in community as well. And, there's a book or there's a chapter in the book called expanding horizons. And in that book, I talk about three things uh, that kind of helps us to get out of that religious box that we may have found ourselves in. And one of those things is man, reading new books, especially in this stream, the charismatic stream, I feel like we, we get stuck in our little stream of information, our little stream of teaching and uh, man, expose yourself to different people, even mm-hmm. if you don't agree with everything that they believe or everything they teach. And I know we've got to be discerning. We don't go off into craziness, but but man, just be be open enough to read new people, to listen to new people and uh, eat the eat the meat and spit out the bones, uh, but also to make new friends. One of the, the greatest things that ever happened to me. Jared was in that season where I was at the church for eight years 
And the first four years, I was pretty stuck in a rut of not understanding the things of the Holy Spirit, or even knowing that was uh, available or possible. But I found some some guys that were also in ministry that were Holy Spirit people. And uh, and I thought, as I got to know them a little more, I thought, well, they're not crazy. You know, they believe the Bible. And and it just kind of was a shock to my system of like, oh, I've got so much in common with these people. And hanging out, out with them actually gave me language for some things that I was experiencing. You know, it helped me. It helped me see outside of my small box that I was in. And I think that's what um, that's very important when it comes to breaking out of this religious mindset is expanding our horizons, reading new things, making friends with with people that we would, you know, wouldn't hang out with ordinarily. Amen. I love it. Yeah. So you even mentioned in, in that chapter about a pastor you knew who, when he found out someone, some authors, eschatological view, you know, the, their viewpoint mm-hmm. on the end times, last days theology, they threw out all the books that the author Lost ever had. Out. <laughs> it's like, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of books. Okay. I read a lot of books. I know how to speed read and, you know, all that. So if anybody listening, I could teach you how to speed read if you want to learn how to read a book or just you could listen to audiobooks and things, too, if you don't like to read. But have di- different authors, have different viewpoints, have different theological views. I've got cessationists up on my yeah. my bookshelf. I've got charismatics. I've got some kooky charismatic stuff. OK, like, you know, over the years, you accumulate this stuff. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. I'd heard that some years ago when I was a youth pastor, uh, and I loved it because you know it's it's true. Uh, but for me, you know, it's like what what are the things that I need to work on? What are the things that I need Jesus to burn out of me yeah. so that I could reflect His image? And I, I think that that's one of the things that you really show people in your book, Kill the Dragon. You know, look at Jesus. You know, the author, finisher, perfecter of our faith. Look at Him. Let Him work on you. Uh, and throw out those those mindsets and kill those dragons that might be in your life. Gunter, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Um, can you sh- uh, lead us in a prayer? Uh, I, I kinda, What I'm kind of feeling is pray for people to be set free yeah. from their mindsets and to kill the dragons in their life. Yeah. All right, let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that illuminates um, your word to us, that illuminates even falsehoods and and deception in our own hearts and in our own minds. And Lord, right now we just pray, Lord, I pray for myself. Lord, I pray for everyone who, who might be listening to this podcast right now or watching this, Lord, that you would reveal those things in us that we've picked up along the way that don't represent you well. And Lord, um, really shed a bad light to the world about who you are. Lord, we ask that those things just come to the surface. As uncomfortable, as destructive as that may seem to our comfort and, Lord, to our, um, to even to our theology, Lord, would you begin to just stir the waters, Lord? Would you begin to break some things up that need breaking up in our lives? Lord, we invite you to do that. Lord, I just pray for a, just a freedom, a true freedom that comes from just a complete and total trust in you, Lord, to mark our lives. I pray for um, those that, that may be um, 
realizing this just through this conversation or maybe read the book and they begin to see these religious mindsets start to start to come up. Lord, we just pray for a freedom to break out in their lives, for a joy, for a sense of adventure that comes once we drop the shackles of the dark side of religion. Lord, we thank you for freedom. We thank you that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Lord, we just thank you that there's hope for the church, that out of the ashes uh, is, is going to rise this beautiful bride, Lord, that's going to bring you honor and glory in the earth, free from uh, free from any dragon of religion. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Gunter, what is the best way for people to get a, uh, a hold of your book? Yeah, so you can go to the uh, killthedragonbook.com and there's a link there, or you could just find it on Amazon. Amazon's probably the best place to get it. Awesome. Well, I've got the link, killthedragonbook.com up here. Uh, so go to killthedragonbook.com. Also, uh, Amazon, just as Gunter had mentioned, guys, but uh, what is also the best way for them to get a hold of you, brother? Yeah, so um, killthedragonbook.com. There's a there's a link on there that you can contact, and also uh, the Dwelling Church in Savannah, Georgia. If you're ever visiting in Savannah, come come see us. There's good food in Savannah. Good food. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to encourage people: travel, see the world, enjoy good food, great food. You know, my family just uh, we were in Europe. Uh, saw my son go off from YWAM Lausanne. Now he's in Madagascar. We love ger uh, German food, French food, uh, Swiss food. You know, tr guys, travel. Get out of your religious mindsets that potluck has to be a certain way. Yeah, Come on, like it. spice it up. Have all kinds of stuff. Have a multicultural day or something, you know. <laughs> uh, Gunter, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on Adventures in the Spirit. I want to encourage everybody to also uh, download my free PDF, Spirit Empowered Journaling. It's a system on how to listen to the Holy Spirit and study the scripture faithfully and biblically. And uh, also, you know, it's pretty much a Holy Spirit approach to Bible study. That link, the Spirit Empowered Journal, is in the podcast description on Apple and Spotify. Other places, you have to go to my website, firebornministries.com. But Gunter, thank you so very much for being my special guest. Yeah, thanks so much, Jared. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit.